What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show does monday at the office feel like a storm not with microsoft copilot that feeling when copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly it's sunny again when copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act that sun's shining on a beach and when copilot uncovers hidden insights you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. And we've got a good one for you today. I haven't heard this one yet, and it's really interesting. It apparently comes from Project Grudge, and it involves... A human discombobulation, basically human mutilation by an alien who was grabbing him from a military complex. Okay, so that's kind of the my initial title. Okay, you know, human mutilation from military complex. Now I will get into it. Now I came across this article and it was really interesting. It's on Mysterious Universe, and uh, they talk about how this particular event happened in 1956 and it was buried quote-unquote it's supposedly quote-unquote buried in project grudge which uh is the precursor to project blue book and took over from project sign okay so obviously all of these different projects were focused on finding out more information about unidentified flying objects or aerial phenomenon or anything that they couldn't describe as common or normal okay so obviously they had everything you know uh explained away previously by like swamp gas and all that kind of stuff but what's really interesting is is that this case involves human mutilation how many times do we really hear about human mutilation we hear about cattle mutilation so much that i think for most of us ufo enthusiasts we kind of just brush over the, the cattle mutilation, it's just kind of, there's so much of it out there that we're just like, okay, it's just another day. But how would you feel if I told you that there was a human that was mutilated in a similar fashion to how these cattle are being uh, mutilated, having their eyes cut out with laser precision, having their tongues cut out with laser precision, having huge foot to two foot circles cut out of their stomach, with laser precision, having their anuses and other things taken taken out with laser precision. What would you feel about that? Well, let's check it out. Let's get into it, okay? So, the Grudge Report, 600 pages, okay? Debunking so many of these UFO sightings. However, in this particular case, it was a case that involved two men, an Air Force Sergeant, Jonathan P. Lovelett, and a Major, William Cunningham, who were assigned to the White Sands Missile Testing Grounds 
near Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. So what do we know about New Mexico, right? This place is fraught with alien activity, alien ship activity, secret uh, spacecraft activity from human creation, right? So this is this is an area that's just fraught with tons and tons of uh, examples, and it, it goes back to 1956, okay? So we're talking about two guys who were out in the desert tracking down debris that had fallen, quote-unquote, during a recent rocket test. Well, how much, I'll bet you dimes to dollars that that wasn't a rocket test, that it was probably a UFO test, you know, or a or human-crafted, you know, uh, re-engineered alien craft, right? Just flying around, and they were out there to pick up these, quote-unquote, pieces from a rocket test. And as they picked up these pieces, um, at some point... Uh, Major William Cunningham heard a loud, sharp scream from Lovelett, uh, Air Force Sergeant Lovelett, off in a dune area. So the Major took off, right? He, got, he has to find out what's going on with his brother in arms, right? And what he saw over this dune was completely beyond his wildest dreams. As he came up across the dune, he saw... Be, uh, Lovelet, Sergeant Lovelet, being drugged across the sand with a quote-unquote long serpentine arm like a tendril of some sort and was wrapped around his legs, yanking him towards a large silver disc nearby. Now, Cunningham was too, too in shock to react. Okay, so he didn't know what to do. So he's looking at the, his buddy being basically taken by this tentacle into the aircraft. And then the aircraft blasted away within a blink of an eye, and he was gone. There was no time for Cunningham to react. He had no options. He couldn't take out his, his, his firearm. He couldn't, he couldn't run to try to save him. He was in total and utter disarray, okay? So, this is the scenario. UFO is taken off. Blink of an eye. No sound. No nothing, okay? Cunningham runs back to his Jeep, and he radios for help, okay? It would turn out that radar operators actually did pick up some aircraft signature around the same time as this event. Okay, so there was actual digital signature or you know analog signature of this aircraft, uh, and so they had they had this on record. Okay, this is legit, and Lovelet is gone. Right, so they put out a search party to go find Lovelet. They can't find this guy. There's nothing to be found. Well, of course, Cunningham knows he was taken up in, an, in a UFO. Did he tell him that? Well, we don't know. It's not in, it's not in the recording. So, uh, it's three days later now. They've put out a search party for three full days. They have not found a single shred of evidence that Lovelet is even alive. Okay, This guy took off, obviously, without a shred of evidence. So, after three days searching for his body in the New Mexico desert, his body is found 10 miles from where it disappeared. Now, this is congruent and in direct line with many abductees who are taken and dropped off towns over, you know, sometimes even farther away, sometimes five hours away. 
being totally discombobulated, having no idea where they're at, having to phone friends or family to come pick them up or the authorities or whatever the case is. But in this case, he was dropped off, Lovelock's body was dropped off 10 miles from where it had, had been taken by the UFO, and he was deceased. His corpse was nude and was found to have been sitting out in the desert from anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. So the guy had been kidnapped and was probably dropped back off a day later and had been out in the desert for about 24 to 48 hours. The strangest thing about this whole event was the fact that he was totally mutilated. His tongue had been cleanly and surgically removed. His eyes had been surgically removed and taken out, leaving only the sockets. His internal organs were completely missing. Both his anus and genitals had been cleanly detached from the body and looked like it had been done by a surgeon. The other fact is that there was no blood to be found in his body. Not a single drop. However, being that the case, despite the fact that if it was an animal, there'd be blood all over the place. Huge, huge blood loss, right? Doesn't matter how you die. There's gonna, I mean, if, if, if your eyes are taken, your tongue's taken, your anus is taken, and your genitals are taken, there's going to be blood somewhere. However, in this case, there was not. In this case, what coroners found was that his veins did not even collapse as you would expect if blood was drained from your body. How could it be that Lovelet would have no collapsed veins from blood being taken from his body? Hell, if you go for a blood draw, your, your veins can collapse and they have to go try to find another vein to go draw blood from. How could it be that there's not a single drop of blood in Lovelet's body, but yet his veins have not collapsed? What sort of technology drained his body of this blood and left the veins completely hollowed out? It must be a technology beyond our, our capability. It must be a technology that seriously just zaps all the blood out of you and, and leaves your, your veins intact. I mean, that is jaw-dropping in and of itself. That technology is light years beyond us. There is no way we could do a, a complete blood draw of a human and leave their veins intact. Just look at what they do when they do open-heart surgery. They take the blood out of your body, right, and they put it back in. Your veins collapse. We can't, we can't replicate this kind of technology. So, to this very day, uh, Cunningham still has no idea what's going on, uh, and he still is haunted by seeing this tentacle ripping Lovelet's body out into the desert as he screamed in not only agony, but in panic and in fear. And that event continues to haunt Cunningham to this very day. Now, it is a pretty wild, you know, story. And the only evidence we have is that of, in this Project Grudge report, which technically itself doesn't exist and it has some declassified information that has made it out. For example, there's declassified reports 1 to 12 
and 14. But as for Report 13, nobody has read it, not outside of the military. There's been a few individuals who have claimed to be able to access this information. And one of those is William Cooper. Now, Cooper states that he was in charge of analyzing an annotated version of the Grudge Report 13 in the 70s. And the report leaked out. And this was also corroborated by a former Green Beret captain who is named William English. And he states he also was able to see this report. So, if these two men state that this is true, and there are others out there who state that they have seen this, then it is possible that this event did take place. Now, unfortunately, we can't interview Love, uh, Lovelet. He's passed away. We can't interview Cunningham. Uh, so, we're left with this story that still is haunting us to this very day because we have many different abduction stories that are still out there that are still so bizarre that we don't we don't maybe we don't want to know maybe we don't want the information because maybe the information is too horrific to acknowledge and maybe that's why we haven't got full disclosure yet if this story is true it is truly haunting because most abduction stories seem somewhat benign in the fact that at least they return the human back to earth right they may be traumatized they may they may have ptsd for the rest of their life but they do return them alive in this case it would mean total and utter disregard for the human race total and utter disregard for their body and total and utter disregard for you know humanity so this case may have not ever made it out because of the truly haunting nature of it. So it just makes me wonder, what happened to Cunningham? Did he end up, you know, in, a, in an institute? Did he end up, you know, continuing to have PTSD? I mean, I can't imagine having that event happen and you not having PTSD. You not having chronic anxiety. Probably never want to leave your house. So, again, you know, these stories are haunting and very interesting. I appreciate you guys coming along with me on this journey. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I hope you guys are staying healthy, staying physically healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, taking care of your friends and family and loved ones. Following through on your hobbies and goals and your dreams every day. Do 30 minutes of something. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Take care of yourselves. Lockdown Universe out.